never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words. Today, I have what I would probably consider a renaissance man, even though he may disagree with that. But he does a plethora of things. He is a production company owner at Hollywood North Productions, spelled with a Z at the end to be uh, modern, which I love. He is a professional actor and producer at Ontario Creates. You may have seen him in Leonard Kenny, which is a show that I've been told it's great. Unfortunately, I've not gotten around to watching it, but if Michelle Branch says it's good, then I have to watch it. Uh, he's also been in Goliath's Gone, Resident Evil, Flea Light, and he is a production miner by day. He studied mechanical engineering and industrial engineering, which sounds way over my head. And it's something I would not touch, but I'm really interested in learning more about it. And I didn't even ask you to tell me the correct pronunciation of your last name, but I'm going to take a shot. This is Garen Marinuk. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Welcome, Garen Marinuk. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, it's it's been, uh, we're getting good weather up here finally, so it's uh, getting a little bit better to uh, be outside and doing some more filming outside. Yeah, the weather here in the D.C. area is absolutely perfect today. Couldn't have asked for a better day, so I'm glad we're finally behind all the snowstorms here, which I'm sure with you being up there, you and you're just like whatever about snow, I'm sure. Oh, we get enough of it here. So uh, come uh, April, May, we're, we're pretty excited people around here. Uh, you can start seeing more people out there walking their dogs, uh, you know, getting stuff done, washing their cars and stuff like that. Uh, even myself today, I was able to get out and wash my car or, my, or wash my truck. And, uh, you know, just it's good weather. It gets you, puts a smile on your face and, you uh, you know, it's like a whole different, uh, whole different world up here. You go from uh, minus thirty to uh, plus twenty in a matter of a couple weeks, right? So uh, we take it as take it as we can here. Yeah, I feel like here everybody gets a little scared when you get a little bit of ice, and for good reason. There's so many people driving around; you never know what's going to happen out there, but. It's good to have you on the show today. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. I know there's a lot of common commonalities between us since you're in the production 
field these days and doing that on the side in addition to your production minor work. And I obviously have been in the broadcast field for a long time. I know we had a great discussion about all that a few weeks ago and really looking forward to hearing more about that. But uh, just to start off with, so I called you a renaissance man at the beginning of the show. And I feel like you've just, you're, you're touching every like area of life almost. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but uh, what I, I, this is kind of like a career oriented podcast. And I take a very deep interest in career transitions and just what sparks the passion for people. And the first thing I want to ask is what sparked the passion for industrial engineering? How do you get into that field? Well, it was, uh, it was about 11 years from now. Um, I graduated, I'm just looking at my diploma here, 2011. Um, I graduated as a uh, two-year mechanical engineering technician industrial maintenance program is what it's called. Um, it's basically the millwright program. So uh, for people that have never heard of the mill, being a millwright, uh, millwright's basically a jack of all trades, uh, master of none. Um, the mechanical, uh, the, the industrial world, I guess you could say, uh, from pipes, uh, from pumps to motors to uh, turbines, uh, conveyors, any, anything to do with uh, the industrial world, um, with uh, Sudbury being one of the uh, nickel cap, well, which it, it is the nickel capital of the world. Um, it's uh, a trade that I wanted to get into, uh, which opens up the door for a lot of uh, opportunities in, in any field. Uh, we have uh, two of the biggest, two of the biggest uh, leading mining at, uh, mining companies in the world, uh, Valet, and I work for Glencore, which is one of the biggest uh, MOTS commodity traders in the world. Um, so I, I've been in this industry since I was about 16, 17 years old. So I'm uh, over 20 years of experience uh, working in and out of the, uh, the mining companies around town. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to go back to school uh, through the, uh, through the programs that they have here for uh, helping you, uh, pay for your schooling and stuff uh, a friend of a friend of mine and uh and myself we ended up taking the the uh the millwright program which was which was an intense program uh over two years with a uh a possibility of a four-year apprenticeship um i jumped on it right away uh we took the program together um and that that really opened up the the doors to to the career that i end up in right now um, I'm actually working at Glencore as a production operator, or well, they call it a production operator, but a production miner, I guess you could say. I'm a surface worker. I work at a smelter here, which we uh, we uh, basically produce uh, nickel, uh, gold, silver, platinum, any, anything that uh, comes out of the ground, basically. Um, so to get into that, that career, I had to uh, have some schooling background and have some experience, which I did. Um, and it ended up kind of catapulted me into the, to the uh, career that I'm in now. I'm, uh, I've been over there. I've been there since uh, 2012. Uh, so I'm looking at, I'm coming up to my ninth year of um, seniority there, which is uh, 
pretty good. I got about 21 years left till retirement. So it's, uh, it's a career that I wanted to get into from day one. Uh, it pays well. It's got good benefits, good, good, everything, dental, uh, medical, anything that you could ask for. Right. So, uh, it was something that when I wanted to get into a career, I wanted to have something that I could have an end game to, right. Um, getting a, getting a retirement package, uh, that they offer, uh, come down the line would, was one of my biggest things, right. I didn't want to get into a career that didn't really have an end game. Um, I'm going to eventually retire, hopefully about 58, 60 years old. So that's kind of my, uh, my goal, I guess you could say with uh, getting into this, uh, I could kind of see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Um, you know, I'd like to retire somewhat young where I could uh, maybe possibly get into another career field or or use this uh, experience and career to uh, maybe work as a safety supervisor for one of the companies down the line. Uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of one of those things that uh, you never know where it's going to uh, take you, right? But uh, I always get my... my um, uh, statements, I guess you could say, saying, okay, this is your hire date. This is when you're going to retire. So it's nice to see, uh, you know, I'm going to be May 22nd, 2042 is my retirement date, which sounds like a million years from now, but uh, you know, every year that that goes by, it's another year from, uh, from the possibility of retiring. Right. So that's right. Uh, it's been a career uh, taking, being a millwright, um uh, with having millwright training and uh, ha having that diploma, I work basically in, in that field, right? So it's basically as a production operator, you get to do all those things. You get to operate conveyors and pumps and motors and stuff like that. So you have a little bit of an experience and knowledge of what you're doing. You're not just pressing the button and hopefully it starts, right? Uh, it helps you with troubleshooting and stuff like that. So it's a uh, very, very in intense program that I took uh, in college. Uh, you kind of did a little bit of everything from math to, to welding, to, to working hands-on with stuff. Right. So it was, it was intense, but it, it made you learn a little bit of everything real fast, which, uh, got me an apprenticeship right away. So it was, uh, one of the better programs to take, especially from being, being in, in a, a mining industry, uh, city like Sudbury. Right. So, uh, I enjoyed it and it, and it got to me, got me where I am today. So, Yeah. So when you said earlier that this was the career for you from day one, is, is day one going back, like, is this in your blood from being from Sudbury? Or is this something that as you got older and became an adult, you were like, hey, I think this looks like a good path for me. How did that come about? Well, I started uh, working back when I was, uh, I think it was 17, 18 years old. I started working uh, my first ever real job. I ended up working at our, our biggest uh, mining company in Sudbury, which is Valet, used to be called Inco. Um, I was working as a laborer for a company called Auburn. And we were basically in charge of uh, destroy, like destructing the, uh, the old furnace that they had and rebuilding it. Uh, you, you start off as a grunt, right? So when you start off, you know, making you know, 15, $20 an hour. Um, and you're working for guys like myself. Now you're like, well, those guys got a really good job. They're clean. They're, you know, they're, they're not having to be the guy with the chipper and, and in the, uh, in the, in the, the muck and everything else like that. Right. So it was kind of one of those things that when you're from Sudbury, there's so many more job opportunities in that field where you kind of just, 
that's what you do here, right? It's one of those uh, one of those cities that either you work for Glencore or Valet, or you work around them somehow, being you know a contractor or or a distributor, a salesman or whatever the case may be, right? Um, Subri Subri such a uh, mining industry here that you're somehow involved with with the companies one way, shape, or form. If, if these companies were to, uh, you know, disappear tomorrow, I guess you could say, or close their doors, Sudbury would be a very, very sad city as there'd be a lot of money coming out of this city that wouldn't, you know, that pays from, you know, whatever it might be from, from a restaurant open to, to a golf course, say, if, if that money's not coming in and and those industries aren't paying money while you're going to see a city like Sudbury be very, very financially, uh, you know, financially stressed out kind of thing and uh you know being kind of on uh, working for a company like glencore you're you're you know you're involved with it right right from the get-go right so it's it's one of those places that you uh when you're taking a a program like millwright you want to end up being in in a company like glencore because of its its job security um having uh you know if we close our doors, well, a lot of places are going to close their doors, right? But it starts from us, right? It's uh, it's our company that that kind of, you know, pays all these bills for everybody across the board. Not not a hundred percent, but a lot of the money that comes out of Sudbury is coming from our, our mining industry, right? Um, being the nickel capital of the world, Sudbury, it's it that's what we do here, right? We have mines, we have we muck it out from underground and we, uh, we turn it into gold and silver and and nickel and stuff like that. Right. So um, being employed by one of the biggest companies in Sudbury is definitely a a benefit here. Um, There is job security here and and you see, you know, with the good benefits, the good pay and stuff like that, there is an end game in the end. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a stable company. Uh, I, we've been through a few uh, contract negotiations and we haven't went on strike, knock on wood, since I've started there. So it's, uh, it, it's a gr- great place to work. Um, I, at this point, I couldn't see myself going anywhere else, working full time. Uh, that would pay as much as this company does, right? So it's, uh, it's, it, was, it was a proud moment in my life when I got hired there. And it was my goal when I first started um, uh, my program uh, in college. Right. So yeah, I just, uh, I take it as it is. And it's, uh, it was a, uh, godsend getting hired here. So you're from Sudbury and you have basically as you're growing and evolving, you're getting into this field and it's a very blue collar from my perspective, very blue collar field. And you're in this world. And for me, all of a sudden, I see that you start going into and spinning off into something a lot more, you know, for lack of a better word, a lot more glamorous, quote unquote. And suddenly you're becoming an actor, a producer, you have your own production company. And I don't feel like that just happened out of thin air. How did all that uh, wind up happening for you? Well, how it all um, officially or, or actually ha- started happening was um, in the uh, summer of 2019, uh, the show Letterkenny, which is which is one of the biggest shows in Canada uh, for a TV series or comedy TV series, um, 
they were uh, looking, they were doing their filming, which they do all entirely in Sudbury, uh, at our hockey rinks, uh, out at the farms, uh, out in the outskirts of Sudbury. And uh, they were looking for a hockey player or hockey players, I guess you could say. And a friend of mine, um, his cousin was a casting director for the, uh, the company that hires for Letterkenny. And uh, he was a good friend of mine and he uh, I actually got him playing junior A hockey back in the day. So we've, we've always become, we've been friends for, uh, you know, well over 20 years. So when uh, they were looking for somebody, uh, he immediately called me and asked me if I wanted to, uh, to take part in that. I was right away. I was like, absolutely. Let me know what to do. Let me know where I sign up. So the uh, casting director, um, Ashley Keaton from, she's from Sudbury as well. She contacted me, let me know what, what the situation was, what I had to do to, uh, you know, secure my spot. And uh, I was excited. I was like, I'm going to be on the show playing hockey, which I love hockey. I love the show. I, I love everything about it. Right. So it was like, absolutely. I'm in, I, let me know. So I ended up getting a, uh, a, uh, the uh, call date and uh, it was uh, in August of that year, they were filming uh, season eight, which was the, uh, the season, which the national hockey championship in the show was, was filming. So next thing you know, I'm, I got my call date. I, I got my call sheet, whatever. And uh, okay, you got to show up at Caper Hall arena on this date at this time. And, and we'll let you know from there. So next thing you know, I'm, 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 walking into the arena which I grew up playing hockey and uh, when I was like 15 years old we used to practice there every Tuesday Tuesday night so it was like this is my old hockey arena this is my old stomping grounds and uh, now all of a sudden I'm going to be on this hit TV show as a hockey player background hockey player right so now I walk into the studio or walk into the uh, the arena and I'm I'm on a set of a TV show basically and everybody's unfamiliar to me. I don't know anybody. They're all from, you know, they're the, uh, the film industry. A lot of them are from Toronto, right? So a lot of these people, they just come up to Sudbury to film and they're not really technically from Sudbury, especially all the actors. There's, there's, uh, they're all from all over the world. Right. And, uh, next thing you know, I'm walking in the dressing room, I'm getting my, my gear. They're giving me my helmet, my gloves and everything. And they're like, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what's going to happen. And, uh, you'll be on the ice when we call you. So it wasn't like, okay, you go on the ice from eight till nine. It was like, when your, your scene is going to be filming, we'll, we'll, we'll get you out of the dress room and come on board. So next thing you know, I'm in the dress room, I geared up, ready to go. And uh, I ended up uh, seeing the creator writer and uh, main actor, Jared Kiso. He was actually going out for a cigarette and uh uh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I want to go out too. Like I wanted to go for a cigarette too. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and talk to him. And we ended up, we ended up having a good conversation. It was like, like, just like another buddy of mine. He's, he's basically the same age as me. And uh, we end up kind of, uh, you know, talking about the show and talking about, uh, you know, where he was from kind of like we were buddies. Right. Uh, like I've known him for, for years and years, just because he, he's, He's from a small town. He, he played hockey uh, growing up and stuff like that. So it was exciting to uh, to get to talk to him about stuff and kind of his ideas of what, what they're going to do with the show going forward. Um, so next thing you know, I'm on the ice as a centerman uh, on Team Quebec playing against his team. And 
the way the scene went out and, and the show. I don't want to be a spoiler spoiler or anything, but the show has been uh, that episode and that season has been out for a couple of years now. So it's not like it's a secret, but uh, that show and that episode ended up being kind of the pivotal part of that season. Right. Um, so I ended up on team Quebec and my, my left winger, he ended up getting uh, five goals. We're leading in the national, the national senior men's hockey championship. And we go into the third period and Shorzy, which is played by Jared key. So he ends up two handing them and he gets taken off the ice and it's like a whole big thing. Right. So I was like, this, this is so cool. Like the, uh, the stunt coordinator on the show, he, he was telling us he was on the show. He did the movie goon and, and stuff like that. So you're starting to work with people that have been in this industry for, for years and years. And they're, they've been on hit TV shows and hit, hit movies basically. And I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was just such a, an awesome way to enter the industry uh, being a hockey player, which I grew up playing, uh, but being on a show that was one of my favorite shows. Right. So it was, uh, it was pretty wild. It was, it was pretty cool experience. And then when the show came out uh, on Christmas day of that year of 2019, I got to watch it and it was like nothing I expected. It was, it was totally surreal to me. It was like, wow, as if this is how the show it, like, you know, you, you're filming it and you don't know how that's going to come out. Right. You're just playing hockey basically. And, and you're involved in the show, but you don't know how they're going to edit it and everything else. And it ended up being really cool. It was uh, such a wicked part of the show. Such, such an awesome experience uh, to be part of that pivotal scenes for that season. Right. Um, so I, I fell in love with it right away. I was, I was definitely, uh, interested in, in the film industry right from there. And it was like, how do I get in to be, you know, to do more? How do I, how do I, you know, be part of different movies and stuff like that. And to fast forward a little bit, um, Sudbury in Northern Ontario is, uh, is they have a, uh, fund called the Northern Ontario heritage fund, which basically they film, or they uh, they give grant money to uh, production companies and, and films that are, are going to film up here to kind of generate more uh, jobs and employment up here for uh, for Northern Ontario people, but for Northern Ontario films and TV. Um, so when, when I started getting kind of looking into that, it was like, wow, there, there's opportunities here that I could create for myself. Um, but while I'm doing that, I could be a part of movies as well. So I ended up, you know, they film movies here. So there's opportunities to be in those movies. Right. So you got to kind of line yourself up with those opportunities as well. Um, so that's how I ended up uh, being part of flee the light. Um, the Lee is gone, which, uh, which was filmed in, uh, in Sudbury and North Bay, North Bay is about an hour away from here. Um, the next thing, you know, I'm on the set of Delia is gone, which is, Marissa Tomei is the, the main actress in it. And I don't know if you know who Marissa Tomei is. I'm sure everybody does. She's oh, definitely award. do. Yeah, she, she's an Oscar Oscar winning uh, actress. She's one of my favorites of all time. She's, she's gorgeous, but she's also a talented actress. She's been in uh, quite a bit of movies that I've, uh, that I've been, that are my favorites, right? She was in The Wrestler a couple of years ago and uh, she's such an awesome actress, but I got to be part of that movie with her, right? Um, I ended up being a police officer in the show. So it was cool. to, And, and so was she. So I ended up uh, a police officer for the same uh, county department as her. 
So it was kind of cool of all of a sudden now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in a movie that she's in. Right. So that, that, you know, that makes you really more, a little bit more interested. Um, there was actor, Stephen James, who's one of the biggest actors in Canada. Um, he's been in all kinds of movies. Uh, and Travis Fimmel, who's been in, uh, been in a bunch of stuff too. Paul Walter Hazer, who's been in, um, a bunch of movies so i already knew i was going to be uh in the movie and then all of a sudden they released who the main actors were and it was like wow that's really that's awesome I, I'm, I'm excited I, i'm even more more pumped up to be in this movie now too right so it was um i don't just you know show up and be on sets of movies i uh you know i do my research i i want to see who you know who the director is, who the producers are, and stuff like that. And Robert Boudreau, who ended up being the director of that movie, he's done a couple movies with Ethan Hawke. So it was it was really awesome to be part of uh, movies with with directors and and actresses and actors who are you know a list celebrities as far as I'm concerned. So it's uh, it's broadened my horizon, I guess you could say. But uh, Sudbury in Northern Ontario is is starting to film some some really high end movies. And it's just amazing to be part of them. So a couple things. First of all, I think your story really speaks to how one opportunity, one, uh, just one thing, one action that you did, like really changed your life and really almost kind of like not only set off a new career, but I feel like a new passion because you wound up saying, hmm, I feel like I could have like my own production company and I've learned so much just from being a part of these projects. And it, it really opens up the mind a little bit. And I think it just really speaks to how quickly life can really change and how our passion can really change. And before I let you really respond to that i have been looking at your hockey stats here and i want to ask is it true am i reading this right that you had 20 goals and 23 assists in 40 games played in the 99 2000 season is that true uh, absolutely it was i i think i i think i had about 100 points uh total in the uh northern ontario junior hockey league I played uh, three and a half years. Uh, I played a couple of years up in Espanola and I ended up fin finishing for uh, playing for the Northern Ontario or Northern uh, Northern Wolves that they're called. They're basically the affiliate for the Subbury Wolves, which is Ontario Hockey League. Yeah. So I played, uh, I played some competitive hockey back in my day. That's for sure. I don't care what league or what level this is that these are some like phenomenal seasons you had. So you're like really good. <laughs> I would. I don't know. I, I. I was. Uh, I was. I was a pretty decent hockey player. I guess you could say. I'm not going to toot my own horn and say I was the best player around. There's a lot of good hockey players around in in Sudbury, and I got to play with a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I put up some numbers. I put up some good stats in my day. Uh, I think I was top ten in the scoring uh, a couple of years in a couple of different leagues. So. Uh, yeah, I, I got to uh, I got to showcase my talents back in the day. That's for sure. Yeah, when I was preparing for this episode, that was something I looked at. Out of all the things on your link tree, I was like, "Whoa!" I really have to ask him about some of these numbers because 
I mean, I can barely ice skate. I haven't ice skated in like 20 years, which I hate saying and admitting because I love ice skating. But you're like clearly on some other universe. Like you're, you know, scoring goals and points left and right. And wow, just uh, amazing. What's, pr- what's pretty cool about it is uh, I still play. I still play hockey. Uh once a week in the, in the winter time. Uh, and I had, I have the opportunity to play with my father and my grandfather. Actually, we all play on a, a line together on uh, the Sunday morning hockey around here. So it's pretty cool to be, uh, to have that in, you know, my genes are obviously pretty good because uh, my grandfather's still playing at, I think he's uh, seven. How old is he now? No, he's 80, 83 now. Uh, my dad's 63 so it's uh, it's in my blood, it's in my genes, right? So I'm hoping to play, uh, if I could still walk at the age of 80, I'll be happy. But if I could still be playing hockey like him, uh, that, that'd be awesome. So I, uh, I cherish that, that I still get to do that on a uh, weekly basis in the wintertime. And uh, I'll continue to do that until, uh, until I can't, I guess you could say. Well, that's pretty amazing because I've, I've been a hockey fan for most of my life, but never really uh, thought about the fact that, boy, maybe I shouldn't have tried playing until I got well into adulthood. I think the farthest I've gone is playing NHL uh, 21, 19, 20, et cetera, et cetera. I create my player and I go. So that's about the extent for me, unfortunately. But that's, well, that's really cool. Well, Sudbury being a, a mining industry and stuff like that, it's also a hockey. It's a hockey town for sure. Um, everybody that I grew up with, obviously a lot of my friends and stuff, but we all played hockey for our whole lives, right? So it was kind of one of those things, you know, you, everybody played hockey back in the day in, in one way, shape or form, right? So uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to play since I was about four or five years old. So I played my whole life. Um, I played AAA uh, leading up to my junior hockey league junior hockey career I guess you could say um so yeah I it's it was in my blood I guess and uh I, I'm glad I got the opportunity to play competitive uh throughout my life and um still able to uh, lace them up uh once a week is uh is something that I uh that I really uh you know cherish I guess and I couldn't see myself not playing hockey now right well, speaking of lacing them up and doing stuff that uh, you didn't think you'd uh, do, although you didn't really say that, but I'm trying to segue. Let's just say, speaking of lacing them up, how about that? Uh, talk a little bit about when it hit you that you said, okay, I think I'm going to start my own production company. Like, what moment did you have where you were like, okay, I've learned some stuff. I've been in some projects and I could see me actually doing this for real. Well, like being a part of, uh, and seeing that, uh, films are going to be in Sudbury and they're not going anywhere, uh, with the grant money and stuff like that. It, It was kind of opened up my eyes and, you know, I have friends that are, that have been part of the, uh, the heritage fund and stuff like that. <clears throat> but when, uh, the movie resident evil, which is one of the biggest movie franchise based on a video game in the world, it's a billion dollar franchise. Um, when that movie was announced to be part of that, it was going to be filmed in Sudbury. It was like, wow, Sudbury 
can do this, right? You don't have to be filming movies in Hollywood anymore. You could film them anywhere with with uh, the way the technology and, and special effects and stuff like that are. Um, I started looking into, you know, there's there's money that I could that I could get to start this company. Um, you obviously have to put in your own money and put in your own stuff as well. But when I started looking at it, it was like, hey, well, I want to film a TV series, and I started kind of, you know, doing doing the production for it, uh, you know, writing for it, started to get a storyboard and stuff like that. It was like, well, I could film this all on my own money, but in the end, I could maybe perhaps get funding for this and make it professional uh, to the point where, you know, instead of a, just a webisode, I could turn this into a TV series that might get picked up by, by a big uh, uh, production studio where I could get, you know, the proper people to film this, this movie and to make it, you know, bring it to the next step. Um, it's just been one of those things, especially with COVID in the last year, a lot of things have changed, especially in the film industry, uh, even from doing auditions and acting and stuff like that. It's got to the point where it's like anybody could, could audition for any, any movie anywhere. Right. I, I could do all my stuff right here with my own equipment um so it, it got to the point it was like you know what I, i'm gonna start making my own tv series which i've been working on and it was like well what what can i do with this tv series you know what's the next step well it's you know you got to film it, you got to make it into something but at some point you're going to need funding to make it to bring it to that next level and that's kind of where i started seeing things as i'm looking into the grant money and and into uh angel investors and stuff like that where it's like you know what I've got a great idea here. I've got a great concept. I've got an, I, I've got, you know, the people on board that I need to at this point where I could turn this into something special. And if you look at shows like letter Kenny itself and uh, trailer park boys, which is another huge show in Canada, all filmed in Canada, it all started with a handheld uh, camcorder, right? Which is basically how I started with a, you know, thousand dollar or whatever, five, five to a thousand dollar, uh, video camera that I purchased um, it was like well I could start doing this you know kind of ghetto not ghetto but kind of you know make it look like it's it's done unprofessionally but done professionally with professional people right um, it's got to the point now it's like okay well I've got people on board I, I've got I've got this company going and to make a show or make it make anything basically that's going to be you know picked up by a, by a studio or Netflix or, or whoever it might be, you kind of got to do owning your own production studio company. Um, and that's where I came up with the concept of Hollywood North productions. Um, Subway is becoming one of those places that you could consider it. You know, it's going to be one of those places. If you could film a, a movie like resident evil, well, what's stopping any, anybody from doing any show? Uh, here so I kind of just came up with the idea of Hollywood North Productions with a Z um, that I'm going to take that company and create shows and create a movie and create characters under that company name so that's where the basically that company uh, started and I started that um, I started that a little bit over uh, a year ago I got my business license and, and stuff like that so I could start doing things under that that corporation kind of thing. So now I've got Hollywood North productions, which has the TV show, the bottom of the lake. So that's kind of how you have to do it. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to make a show 
and you have to do it with a production company title right so that's basically where that came from and now i could start doing anything i want if i want to do you know a podcast or something well i'm going to do it as whatever the north nickel report i'm going to do it under the company name hollywood north productions so that's kind of how that kind of came into play interesting so is the process of getting a business license especially for you was it really involved how was that process well to get a business license in ontario it's 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 fairly uh, cheap to do it's not even a hundred dollars to to you know put your name down as you know we'll, we'll just say Marinick incorporated that's how i started it and then under Marinick incorporated well what is your company well it's it's in the film industry or the entertainment industry um anybody could go out you know you could anybody could get a business license <clears throat> it's what you do with it next right so if you want to get a business <clears throat> sorry if you want to get a business under that well, now you have to get a business plan, get yourself a lawyer, get yourself all these things to line up under there so that you're a legitimate business. So when you're doing stuff, you got to get insurance and, and whatnot. Um, you have a company name that you're under, right? Uh, when I get to the point where, say, this TV show got picked up, well, I got to sign a contract with some, somebody or, or along those lines. Well, they want to see that you're a professional entity, right? Um that you actually, you know, have insurance, you're an actual legitimate company. So I've reached out and I've got myself a lawyer, I've got myself some insurance and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a process, right? Um, anybody could get a business license, but it's what you do with that business license, right? Uh, when you want to start making money, you got to get a bank account open, you got to get yourself, uh, you know, start paying taxes and whatnot. So it's not just, you know, buy a business license, it's what you do under that business license. And that, that, uh, 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 sole proprietorship. So yeah, it, it's, it's a process. It takes, it takes money to make money, you know, just like anything else. Right. Um, but at least I'm to the point where I could, you know, pitch my stuff eventually professionally. And I look like a professional person with a professional company, which I am. Right. So. So now that you have your license and you have your company established, what projects are you working on? What's uh What's going on with you either in the past or currently? Well, right now I'm, uh, I'm still in the acting industry uh, or, or in the acting process. I'm still uh, on almost a, a daily basis. I'm doing auditions, self-tape auditions for, to be, in, uh, be an actor in, in movies that are filming up in Northern Ontario and in, in Toronto. I've, uh, I've uh, submitted for roles in uh, Los Angeles and Hollywood that do movies. It's, it's not the easiest industry to crack, but it's, it takes time, right? Not, you know, every, every big actor started somewhere, right? They have to start off with doing some movies. So I'm still doing that. Um, but I'm also working on a few, um, a few projects of my own under Hollywood North Productions. I'm, I've started a TV series, which I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing the writing with, uh, the writing for. I will be eventually acting uh, as one of the main actors in it. Uh, it's going to be called the bottom of the lake, which is going to be a TV series, which is kind of sort of the character that I played in letter Kenny. So the character I played in letter Kenny was, was number 64. Uh, and I created a name for him and basically I'm going to create a show around this guy and his life as a, you know, Northern Ontario or Northern Quebec, I guess you could say, uh, actor so it's it's going to be a character that i played in a show 
but I'm creating its own show based upon him, which is kind of based loosely on my life. So it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's tricky because I'm playing a, a French guy from Quebec and I'm trying to do it filming. So it looks like it's front that I'm filming in Quebec, um, which is a character on a main TV show, which I own myself. Cause it's me that played that character. Right. So that show, that TV series has been, uh, I've been working on that for, for probably six months now. Um, I'm on my fourth episode of uh, writing, I filmed two episodes entirely, um, but now it's getting to the point where I need to get people involved. Uh, I can't film everything myself and do everything solely by myself. But the but the problem I'm, I'm encountering right now is with COVID. Uh, Ontario is under a strict uh, lockdown right now, so you can't just go out and start filming stuff with your buddies and and get people aboard uh, unless you start getting like COVID protocols and stuff which is going to cost big money right um so i'm trying to do it around the lockdown and the covid uh, restrictions as best as i can um eventually when, when stuff gets a little bit looser and the lockdown restrictions uh kind of start going away I'll, I'll be able to do a little bit more um but it gives me the opportunity to work behind the scenes stuff uh, you know, working on uh, getting connections and, and networking with people, uh, learning the industry, learning how to, you know, start applying for grants and stuff like that. So um, when I get to that point, I'm hoping to, you know, get a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, which I'm working on right now. And if I get to that point, well, the sky's the limit. Then if I have money to do it, I could get the right people on board. And then next thing you know, it's a hit hit TV show on YouTube. And then we go from there. So that's one thing I'm working on. Um, I'm working on a uh, feature film as well. Um, it's going to be based upon a character from Subri. It's going to be basically a documentary about the city that I was born in um, and kind of showcasing the influencers around Subri, the, the great people that have came out of Subri from, you know, actors, uh, entertainers, musicians, and um, uh, sports people around town. So I've been trying to network with them as well. But like I said, the COVID restrictions have been tough. So it's a lot of stuff. You can't go meet one-on-one. We can't go and have coffee with somebody anymore. So you got to do a lot of stuff on Zoom, um, you know, phone calls, FaceTime, whatever it may be. Um, but the restrictions have just been been awful around here. So it's, it's hard to do stuff. So that just, when I don't have time to be doing that stuff, I work on other stuff that I can be right. Uh, learning the industry, reading books and stuff like that about the industry. Um, so it's getting to the point where, where I'm learning a lot of stuff too, that I got to learn. Right. I, I never went to school. I never went to film school. Um, so I'm kind of trying to catch up with that stuff, but anything that you want to learn, you can, you can learn for free online. Right. Um, I bought a few books about the film industry and stuff like that as well. Uh, and I'm actually looking into uh, taking a production uh, to be a producer uh, through the Toronto Film School. Um, when I get a little bit more time, I'm hoping to do that as well, which will give me some more credentials and stuff like that too. So I'm working on a lot of things. It's 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 a tough business to crack, but all I have is time, right? Um, with my full-time job being a production uh, operator, I have days off that I could work on stuff. So that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to learn as much as I can, trying to film as much as I can and, and see where it takes me. You actually answered something I was about to ask you, which is how does a person, so I went to 
you know, university. I studied broadcast production. So I have that background, but there's so many people today wanting to do exactly what you're doing and doing all kinds of other things, whether it's on TikTok or YouTube, wherever the video content might be. And it's like, if you're really serious like you, and you just kind of outlined it a little bit, maybe you'll have a little more to add, but how does a person who develops that passion like you have, how do they learn? How do they get up to the point where they're on a level that they can sell themselves and show that, hey, I know what I'm doing. I have knowledge about, you know, how a camera works, how how audio is produced, how to edit, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so much that you need to know if you truly are serious. And if you have anything else to add to that, that would be great for anybody out there listening who has a similar passion and certainly a similar situation. Well, that's, that's a great question. And I've been asked it a few times, you know, like how, what kind of, you know, uh, recommendations or, or two cents I could give to anybody. It's, it's learn the business, right? Um, it's a bit like the mining industry. I've learned everything about the mining industry. I know how everything works in the business um, from being a maintenance worker to, uh, you know, how, how the multiple commodities trade and stuff. Well, I learned that business. I, 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 I'm, I've went to school for it and stuff. Well, this industry is, is a totally different new thing to me, right? Um, it's something that not everybody in Sudbury, you know, took school and stuff. So it's like, well, how do I learn to get to that next step? And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go online. I'm going to find a book about it or I'll find a, find a, um, a Facebook group or page or, or whatever the case may be. It's okay. If I want to learn it, I'm going to find it with, with the internet. Like there's, there's no ending to the information that's out there for free. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to you know, school myself by, by taking the information that's out there right now. So it's, you know, even for acting, it's like, okay, well, how do I get to the next step as an actor? Well, I've connected with, um, with, uh, with Hollywood uh, acting coaches and talent coaches, and I'm looking to get a talent, uh, a talent agent and stuff like that. It's like, well, how do I do that? Well, I go online and I research. You could ask Google anything and Google will tell you basically how to go to that next step, right? So if you're willing to learn something, it's not hard to do it. You just need to go and learn where to go find that information. So that's what I've been doing is, you know, if I want to get to the next step, okay, well, I want to film something. Well, how do I get that movie into that or that TV series into the hands of the right people? Well, you go out and research and find it, right? So it's not something that I'm going to say, oh, I'm an expert. I'm a, I'm a, a, a famous film production company right now. Well, no, everybody starts from somewhere, right? Um, so I'm taking, taking the opportunity with this COVID lockdowns and stuff like that to, to educate myself and, and learn more about the industry step-by-step. Uh, step. And, you know, it's one of those industries that you could probably keep learning and, and, and finding information about it nonstop. So it's, it's tough. It's a whole new industry for me uh, in the last, you know, two years, three years that I've been learning, right? So now I'm learning, you know, the ins and outs of it as much as I can to the point where it's like, you know what? People want to see if you have that experience or if you have that, 
you know, diploma on the wall and I, and I'm looking uh, into to actually taking a program at the Toronto film school and, and going to that next step, right. Learning from the professionals uh, it's got to the point where all that free information's out there, but you want to get yourself educated professionally where you take it seriously and people will take you seriously because you've actually got that diploma. So it's, it's a learning experience, right? It's, it's a whole different world for me. It's uh, it's a whole different world for people in, in Sudbury and Northern Ontario. But when people start looking, it's like, wow, they're giving away all this money to produce movies here and to start companies. It's like, I want to get a piece of that money, you know? So how do I get that to that next point, that, that next step of my company? Right. Um, I think I'm doing the right things to slowly, you know, integrate myself into that business uh, to the point where, you know, not saying that I, you know, I'd ever quit my job to do this, but if the opportunity came and I couldn't resist it, well, you never know what could take where, where this world takes you these days. Right. So I'm, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. I'm trying to educate myself. Uh, I'm trying to, to get to the point where I could go to that next step and, you know, see where it takes me. You never know. So what, is your dream with this whole uh, project and just this whole new world that you're in? What, what ultimately do you want to accomplish? I'd like to be able to, uh, to film uh, feature film here in Sudbury and be, you know, a producer, uh, be an actor in the movie as well. But there's a lot of movies where I, I am now connected with the right people where I could find scripts now that are being, you know, the Hollywood people, they go through millions of scripts yearly. Well, I've now connected with people that are, are giving me their scripts that I've, you know, I'm reading their scripts. I'm looking, I want to get to the point where I want to be able to produce my own movie right up in here in Sudbury. And my main goal is I want to open up a, a, a film production studio here in Sudbury um, where we could do everything right, right in town. Right. Um, the opportunities here, the, um, the people are here. It's just a matter of, of getting yourself to that next level. Right. But uh, my main goal is to be able to produce a feature film that maybe, you know, Netflix picks up or, you know, maybe get into a, 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 a film festival or, you know, get picked up by anybody. Right. I'm not hoping to do my first movie and it ends up being a blockbuster hit or anything, but you got to start somewhere and you never know. Right. So it's, it's connecting with people and, and seeing where it takes me, but yeah, I'd love to open up a film production studio here in Sudbury um, where we can start doing all this stuff and, and, and produce movies, make some movies up here. Well, I know currently you have some of your work online. Where can people find your work? And uh, two part question, if anybody out there wants to collaborate or learn more, how can they do that? Uh, you could find me anywhere, Darren W. Marinuk. Uh, you could find me online. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. On I'm on everything. Hollywood North Productions on Instagram. Uh, I got some of my stuff on YouTube. I haven't released anything uh, of my finished products yet because I'm kind of waiting to do it strategically. I've got a plan. I've got a. I've kind of got an idea of what I want to do. I want to align it with with a few things. Uh, to get to the point where I could release everything on the right platforms. Um, with COVID, it's been a little bit tough because uh, one of my uh, cinematographers, uh, I've been trying to connect with him to do a couple, to finish, uh, 
to finish filming what I'm working on, but I can't because of the COVID restrictions. Right. So it's tough. It's been hard with the, with COVID and stuff, but uh, yeah, you could connect with me online, Instagram. You could find me uh, Hollywood North productions, type it in. Uh, You could find my link tree uh, Hollywood North pro and yeah, shout out to me. Give me a, give me a message, uh, DM me anytime. And uh, if you got any ideas or you want to collaborate, I'm, I'm always at yours. Oh, my ears are always open to uh, new projects and uh, I don't, uh, I don't deny anybody a conversation. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm connecting with uh, people in the, in the industry as well. So it's uh, one of those things that I uh, love collaborating with people and um, you never know where it's going to take you. And I know somewhere along the line, people can also find that awesome clip that you shared with me of the, the I guess for lack of a better way to put it, the fake Morgan Freeman uh, voiceover, which I actually thought that video was very good, very well done. Well, that was done by a guy in Sudbury named Drone Malone. Uh, he's a secret drone artist, but he did that... Uh, about six years ago and he did it as a promotional thing for Subri, but a kind of a promotional thing for him. It's called I am Subarian and it ended up getting, I think, I don't even know what it's at right now, about two, three, two, 300,000 views on YouTube. And it was so well done that I've actually been in contact with a guy that works with kind of his mentor in the business. And that's who I'm going to be working with. Cause I want to start doing stuff with, with drones and, and stuff like that. So that's actually one of the guys I'm going to be, uh, hoping to work with uh, Bertrand Productions. Uh, he's one of the bigger, bigger, you know, uh, content creators, I guess you could say in Subri. And uh, he's a great guy. And, and he's one of those people that he wants to get to the next level as well too. So, you know, working with him and, and working on our ideas, we, we could get to that next level. And uh, yeah, it's, I want to promote Subri. I want to bring up movies here. I want to, I want to make the industry up here as big as possible. Uh, any way I can do it right and uh, without having to move to Hollywood or whatever it might be, I could start doing a lot of this stuff right in my backyard. So you never know. It's, uh, it's, it's a crazy industry, and I'm hoping to, uh, to excel in it and uh, take, it, take it step by step. Well, first of all, let me just say drones are a ton of fun until you crash them like <laughs> as many times as I have. And you can't get it uh, calibrated and can't fly it anymore. So I'm been still, there, done that. Yeah, I have pretty much demolished my very first drone. So I need to get a new one. They're so much fun. And I just wanted to throw that in there because uh, it wasn't too long ago that I completely destroyed my drone and can no longer use it, really. I don't think so. I've tried like, uh, gorilla gluing it back together a few times and I think it's beyond repair so <laughs> I broke mine too so don't worry about it I uh, I bought one for my kid and uh, it was just kind of one of those things that he wanted it uh, he was six at the time and it was like oh, you, let's get a drone and I was just as excited leaving uh, Princess Auto he's all excited I said I'm just as excited as you are man let's get a hold and we'll get this thing going and next thing you know I got up in the air and I crashed it and broke it and stuff it's like ah man I gotta get somebody to operate one of those for me so I can make some movies out of it right so there's professionals in the industry that uh, they're professionals for a reason I won't I won't say I'm a professional and all things movie that's for sure 
or the film industry. So um, I'm just, Hey, the more things I could film with uh, the better. I just find drones are a really, really awesome way to, uh, to film the TV series that I'm working on uh, to kind of give it that bird's eye view of the, the whole situation. No, that's, uh, that's really great. I think that's uh, an important, you, I think in general, you dropped a lot of really important tidbits and information for people wanting to start up. And I hope that the audience got a lot out of listening to you talk about your journey because it's amazing. You just never know. You could be, you know, production minor, but then all of a sudden you're on the set of a well-known show and it could turn into a passion and uh, you just never know where life is going to take you. So do you have any... You never know until you try. Exactly. Uh, do you have any parting words of wisdom before we go? No, just, uh, you know, the heart heart wants what the heart wants. So the heart knows what it knows. Uh, kind of one of those things you just, if if you're passionate about it if it makes you happy then do it don't don't tell because a lot of people tell me oh you can't be this you, you're not going to be an actor and this and that it's like if i listen to those people i wouldn't have done any movies so far so i do what, what, what makes me happy what's what's passionate in my heart so you know do what makes you happy in life i couldn't have said it better myself well Darren Marinuk, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and didn't mean to make you nervous about my schedule today. I know things got kind of crazy on my end, but it came to a nice, calm uh, resolution with this episode. And uh, I thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me and uh, hope to uh, connect with you down the line. And uh, if anybody wants to connect with me, uh, Hopefully you can find me and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Hey, anytime. So I am Mark Schmidt and this was Darren Marinuk of Hollywood North Productions. And this was Mark by Words. So have a great day, everybody. And I'll be back with a new episode very soon. So bye for now. Take care.